I V M. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Musafir Stories, India's very own travel podcast, where each week we share the journey of travelers in their own words and relive their experiences with you, our listeners. Hi guys, I'm your host Saif with my co-host Faiza, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Musafir Stories. We have with us Kaushal Karkhanis, also known as the Exotic Gringo, a slow traveler and a polyglot. who believes in immersive cultural experiences let's jump into the episode and find out more kaushal thank you so much for being a part of the musafir stories and welcome to the podcast hi kaushal welcome to the podcast hey guys thank you so much for having me over kaushal uh, the introduction that we gave about you is quite short why don't you go ahead and tell our listeners about yourself about how traveling got to you and also about your blog's name it's quite an interesting name yeah <laughs> sure <laughs> So um so I actually started uh, traveling on my own perhaps in uh, 2007 oh, yeah okay. 2007 is is when I started uh, traveling solo uh-huh. it started yeah. off with uh, what still remains my favorite place ever which is goa um <laughs> so I did four trips in a, in a whole year and uh, that's when I realized the travel bug had bitten already perfect uh-huh. <laughs> um in that same year I also did bhutan and that was followed by an epic trip to south america the next year uh-huh. and that was a life changing thing for me and that's when uh, not just travel but also blogging started yeah. yes so as for the name uh, so like i said the south america trip was a life changing one uh-huh. um, so the way we say firangs or uh, uh, you know the way we, mm-hmm. we call out foreigners here in india right uh, as firangs in south america uh, they are referred to as uh, gringos oh okay now it's debatable whether gringo is uh, is a good word or a bad word <laughs> depending on context depending on context but in today's uh, day and age it's actually become a very uh, cool word actually uh-huh. which just means foreigner it does not mean anything derogatory it just uh, it is just somebody who's a foreigner in south america okay. so because i was an indian traveling in south america at that time uh, the locals would keep telling me that oh you are like an exotic gringo for us <laughs> and i I just, i just love that way. That's an interesting story. Yeah, yeah, it's a very quirky name. And uh, if I'm not wrong, there was I think a Mel Gibson movie also, right? Uh, not the exotic Gringo, but yes. the Gringo or something. Yeah, like yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. A couple of uh, movies by those names. Yeah. 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 Awesome. So we're really excited, and um, yeah, I would uh, as we begin the interview, as we begin this conversation, I'd like to give a big shout out. uh to Kaushal's blog as well uh, it's a very interesting blog especially for those looking at uh travel to the south, south american countries he's done that extensively so please do go and check out Kaushal's blog exoticgringo.com i got that right right thanks Kaushal? guys yep yep thank you guys awesome so what we usually do Kaushal when we have travelers like you come over and speak with us we request them to take us on a journey with them and tell us everything about that place everything from a to z about that place so with that in mind where are you taking us and our listeners to today oh i'm taking you guys to my favorite place in the whole world which still happens to be goa uh-huh. despite going all around the world it's for me it's just uh, goa is still my favorite place uh-huh. and uh specifically i'm going to take you to the riverside goa okay that's interesting it's, yeah. yeah yeah it's because beachside goa is it's now kind of oversaturated and of course it's 
it's way more commercial now right. but for a, a, a much more peaceful simpler life i now prefer the river side of the state okay uh, just because of its uh, charm its glory it's still retained Mm. Okay. We are all yours because I think up till now every person that we've heard about has always spoken about the beaches in Goa. We don't get to hear much about the rivers, so yes. And that's all... not to say that's not to say the beaches aren't beautiful. They still are. Absolutely. Um, yeah. But I just because I like my tranquility and peace. <laughs> you know, I prefer the river side, non-commercial Goa. Yeah, and also very. Um... less spoken of also right kaushal because mm-hmm. uh, as i was reading up on this i noticed that there is while there is about 100 kilometers of coastline right while there is 100 kilometers of beaches etc roughly in goa mm-hmm. uh, the river um, like the inland waterways right the river yes part of goa is uh, close to 300 kilometers so that's quite a bit of um, it's like a lifeline to go also in terms of uh, providing water and trade and all of that stuff so uh, yeah very underrated in that sense too absolutely i mean historically also civilizations have always been based on the banks of rivers right. because they are the lifelines of uh, you know civilization or just uh, life right yeah correct Yeah, so go on. We're all yes, as Faisal said, and uh, we want to find out more because uh, we've always just been enamored by the beaches of Goa this far, but uh, we're waiting to find out more about the hidden gem that's the riverside of Goa. So lay this out for us, Kaushal. Where are you taking us to, and uh, what are the rivers that you want to be covering? All right. So if you were to look at it, Goa has eleven uh, main rivers. Mm-hmm. Of course, if you have, if you count tributaries, there are way more. I don't know the exact statistics, <laughs> but Uh, there are 11 main rivers yeah among them uh, the ones which i know of or i'm kind of familiar with i'll start from the top the first one being uh, terekol or tirakol okay okay followed by shapora then you come down south to baga then there is the mapsa and the mandovi rivers okay and you keep going south there is the zuari there is the sal and there is one more which i forget the name of Mm-hmm. Then there are the backwaters in the south, uh, the Agonda and the Palolim backwaters, which are my favorite areas. Okay. Uh, there's also the Talpona and the Kaljibag rivers. The beaches also get the names uh, from the rivers, sure. Talpona, Kaljibag. Okay. And then there is also the Kola Beach Lagoon. So now this is the only part of Goa which I have not been to yet. They say that that's the best and the most beautiful part of Goa, the uh-huh. Kola Beach and the Blue Lagoon there. But I've kind of kept that. as uh, of grand finale i'm still i'm still <laughs> to explore that place despite exploring goa for the last 15 years i still haven't been to this place um, okay. so let's start from the top yeah, uh, from tirakol yeah so tirakol uh, like i was saying it divides maharashtra and goa in a way so right. it's uh, so so it's an interesting characteristic to this uh, part of goa mm-hmm. although it technically divides maharashtra and goa there is a tiny little bit of goa which is north of the tirakol river mm-hmm. and that's the tirakol fort Mm-hmm. Now Tirakol Fort is now converted into a, a hotel, a heritage hotel. Mm-hmm. But the fort is accessible to public as well. It's a beautiful place. Uh, I I just recently went there. When I'm saying recently, just last year. Oh, okay. Wow. So it's a lovely place. I've been wanting to go there for a long time. Uh-huh. Now, uh, like I said, so the fort is accessible to everyone else. You can also go to the restaurant at the hotel and stay there. If you... But that river is an underrated, lesser known river. Mm. Even south of that, there is the Keri Beach, which again most people don't go to. Mm. The northernmost that people go to is Arambol. Right. But right. Uh, so Tirakol and its backwaters are absolutely stunning. Mm. It, it's actually also a great picturesque location when you go from Arambol towards Keri mm-hmm. by bus, by car, whatever. 
that's one of the most beautiful drives of Goa, according to me. Mm. So especially the monsoons or just post the monsoon when, when, when the season begins, right? Mm-hmm. Is when this region is lush, green. It's got these tiny islands on in the backwaters. I don't know how accessible they are. I have not been there, okay. but it makes for a great sight. It's very beautiful. So I've often stopped there just to soak in that side, take pictures, mm-hmm. and uh, continue on my way towards either Kerry or Arambol. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Awesome. And, and yeah. as you head southwards from here is when you move towards the Kerry village, you said, right? That's right. So Kerry village. And then we, when you go south from that, there is Arambol, mm-hmm. Mandrem. So now I'm talking to the beaches, right? There is Arambol, mm-hmm. then there is Mandrem, mm-hmm. uh, Patnem, and then Morjim. Okay. So as you keep going south from there, so these are all the beaches. I'm going to skip through those because we're sure. talking about riverside. Uh-huh. Right. So you go down south to from Morji, and then you come towards the Shapora River, which is my favorite river in Goa. Oh, okay. And uh, why is that? Why is it my favorite? It's just because it's it's, uh, it's super tranquil. Uh-huh. It is not. Uh, I mean, very few people even go uh, for a boat ride or oh, okay. a, or a leisurely. It's not really. Uh, bird sanctuary or anything but okay. if you just go there on your own mm-hmm. it's according to me it's no less than a bird sanctuary it's just beautiful mm-hmm. uh, you'll, you'll also find these water buffaloes no. chilling around there <laughs> so it's a very it's according to me it's, it's the most perfect. tranquil so yeah. I'm letting you in my secret it's it's according to me the most tranquil part of Goa as mm-hmm. you go inland uh-huh. as you go down the river basically and this river divides Morji to the north and mm-hmm. then there is the Siolib village and uh, for the south, then there is Shapora and Vagator. Okay, okay. okay. So this whole region is my favorite region in Goa, just because it's, despite it being so beautiful, so lush, mm-hmm. it's not as touristy as uh, as you go down south towards, say, Baga, for example. Okay. okay, okay, interesting. And also, historically speaking, I think uh, this was the river that demarcated um, the Portuguese India from um, India, right? Because... As a matter of fact, um, I think up until 1961 is when the Portuguese occupied the space, right? That's right. Goa. That's right. Right. Correct. So, because yeah. Goa got independence even after the rest of India did. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I, mean, I don't know. Maybe we had studied this back in school, but I had no idea about this. When <laughs> yeah. Seth mentioned, I was like, are you yes, serious? Seth, yeah. Seth, is, Seth really has his research. <laughs> <laughs> I am terrible, so thank you for filling in. <laughs> Uh, no, I just try uh, because of curiosity and it's not always that you have to wait to get to that place to read about, about it, right? So uh, Musafir Stories is one way for me to <laughs> polish up my history and my geography, I guess. So um, yeah, yeah, carry on, uh, Kaushal. I was just giving you a little bit of a context around that. Um, sure. So I, from my from my little known uh, histro- history knowledge, uh-huh. I can tell you that Shapora actually gets its name from Shahapura. Uh-huh. And uh, from what I gather, again, I have little knowledge, just dangerous. Uh, that used to be a Mughal uh, territory at some point in time, and therefore Shapura. And then okay. that's Shapura. Mm-hmm. So then, of course, the Portuguese came came in and everything changed. Right, right. Mm, interesting. And also about the other places in the vicinity, do you want to call out some of the ones that sure, you mentioned? Mm-hmm. Sure, sure. So, now, so like I said, this is my favorite uh, region, right? So there's also the Shapora Fort, which is right. made famous by Tiljata. Sure. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's around it is this fishing village of Shapora. Uh-huh. Uh, there's a jetty, which you can uh, take boats rides around. Mm. Uh, then there is the Vadu and the Siolim region all around, just tranquil, beautiful. So if you ask me about things to do here, there are perhaps lesser things to do. Mm. But 
if your idea of having a great uh, vacation or a trip is to just walk around soaking in nature's beauty, then I, then according to me, there is no better place in Goa than this. And maybe south of Goa, but mm-hmm. but in the north, this is my favorite region. Awesome, uh, awesome. As you go inland, mm-hmm. uh, when I'm saying inland, I mean down the river, mm-hmm. you go towards the the area of Kolwale, which is again this old fishing village, mm-hmm. which has which has one of my favorite properties uh, in all of Goa. Okay. Again, super tranquil. If you when they talk about pin drop silence, that's when I understand what pin drop means. It's oh, that okay. <laughs> and then what was the property and, you were referring to? Oh, the, the property is called Kaza Kolwale. Okay, Kaza Kolwale. Kaza, Kaza. So it's one of my favorite, perhaps number one favorite property in Goa. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, and, and while we're at it, um, how did you get about Goa? I know I've seen like a lot of tourists get on their um, get on their own rides, like uh, renting an Activa and stuff like that, and get around Goa. But uh, what was your mode of transport, Kaushal? So I have done Goa in perhaps all kinds of available transport except the sea route, which is now opening up. Okay. Uh, now you even have a ferry. I don't know if most of your listeners would know this, but but now there is a ferry that can take you from the airport, which is the Vasco region, okay. all the way to Panji, and they are going to eventually uh, also start services towards Shapora. Mm. Okay. So this is going to be a pretty interesting way of navigating around Goa pretty soon. Yeah. Absolutely, uh, yeah. Except for this, I've done all kinds of transport, right, from buses, <laughs> which is the most budget way of traveling around, uh-huh. to renting a bike and going around on your own, or renting a car and going around on your own. Or then there are, so Goa has this very unique concept of, pilots which are essentially bike taxis mm, right right so you ride billion and the rider is just going to take you around nice, yeah. um, nice. perhaps half the price of a regular taxi that's uh-huh. pretty interesting right yeah yeah and you so, can enjoy the city better as well i think when you're on a bike that's right so so if you have the most time and you are you're short on your budget then the best way is buses mm-hmm. The, the only challenge with buses is they are they work on a hub and node system. So mm-hmm. if you have to go from say Vagator to Panji, you can't go directly from Vagator to Panji. You have to go from Vagator to Mapsa, Mapsa to Panji, and then get to your destination. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I know Goa is pretty small uh, as a state, but to get around it as well, there's a number of available ways of um, modes of transport, if I may. Absolutely, so and it's only way, getting better. Exactly, it's only getting better. Exactly. So the, I also forgot to mention that the Goa tourism is also not tied up with this uh, this company called Oho Goa, mm. uh, Hop On Hop Off Goa. Mm. But now they have also started these awesome services, which okay. have a couple of routes, uh, North Goa, South Goa, Panji itself. So you can just hop onto that. I mm. think it's great value. So you pay like I think 300 bucks okay. and you can spend the whole day going around either North Goa, uh, Panji and uh, just explore all of that if you just have one day. Okay. okay, wonderful, nice. wonderful. So for somebody who's short on time, yeah. there's this, and then some somebody who has time and wants to do slow travel, you can always rent a bike and go around the place like Kaushal has done. Um, and okay. as as you said, right, the only one that's remaining is the ferry service now, uh, the sea route, and uh, you can probably save that for your next trip, Kaushal. <laughs> it's not far away, totally. I'm sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Awesome. So now that we have explored uh, some of uh, Japora and the places in the vicinity, right? Uh, where do mm-hmm. we continue uh, heading off towards, uh, heading off southwards, I'm assuming, right? Yep. So as we go, go down south, then there is the Baga and the Mapsa rivers. Right. Okay. Now, these are again pretty commercial areas, so I don't know if I should get into this in detail. Okay. Uh, Baga, Arpora, Kandolim, 
uh, I think these regions most people are pretty familiar with. Yep. The river there is kind of underrated because uh, there are a lot of properties even by the riverside there. Mm. Even the flea market is usually around the uh, around the riverside. No. Sure. So that's pretty. So that's that's one of the landmarks. But people forget that it's on the on the riverside. <laughs> Yeah, especially so especially the Arpora uh, night markets, I think, right? That's, that's right. the that's one correct. which is very popular. Yeah, correct. Yep, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. So there are there are a couple of markets now, but uh, it, they are they are always in or around uh, the riverside. Mm. Okay. So so as we go down south towards Mapsa uh, River and its backwaters, mm-hmm. this is an area which I have recently started just discovering. Okay. My friend Sharanya, she was on your show, yeah. Swedish. Yeah. <laughs> she had, she was she did this extensively, and you know, so has Shivya, also a fellow traveler and friend. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, these guys have uh, extensively explored these regions. There's mm-hmm. Karona, uh, Olaolim, mm-hmm. Orzue, and uh, Aldona villages or regions. Okay. Now these are again lesser known, lesser explored regions, but again by the riverside of the Mapsa River. Mm-hmm. Very beautiful. I mean, if you just take a random picture there, you could just call yourself a photographer. <laughs> saying, look how beautiful this picture is. <laughs> you know, that's that's how beautiful these regions are. Wow. I know it's very difficult when you just say it's beautiful, but there's no other way to explain. Right. It's just lush green. It's not it's not as commercial. There are no tall buildings. Uh-huh. Uh, have heritage properties. So it's just, that to me is just a great yeah. way of living. Yeah, and I think beauty is like when that green of the trees meets the blue of the water, and the water just and goes. the browns of the earth. yes, Absolutely. exactly. Yeah. So that's perfect, and the sky, <laughs> of course, the play totally. of colors. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's a great region. Uh, I just went to Korzuwe and Aldona, but the Ololim and Corona areas I still have to explore. Korzuwe mm, um, and Aldona are uh, again regions where you can go to buy bus. Mm-hmm. But you will need a lot of time, so don't go there for just a day. You will need at least two days okay. to explore that region. Okay. And things things to do there would be nothing. Just <laughs> just soak in and soak in the local vibe. Oh, wow. um, so I'll come down south towards uh, Mandovi, which is a, okay. uh, which is perhaps the heart of Goa. Yeah, you know? and one of the bigger rivers, also, right? Yes, yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. The Mandovi and Zuari. Uh, Zuari, according to me, the biggest rivers in Goa. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Mandovi is, uh, besides being a trade route, besides being uh, also open to uh, a lot of casinos, and, well, that's, so casinos are a very debatable and a tricky thing, <laughs> or especially for Goans. Uh-huh. Um, but because it brings business, uh, you know, it's a very difficult decision for uh, whether or not to allow them. Mm-hmm. But that's, so... Mandovi houses all of that. There is there are the casinos. There are also these cruises, which people can just go out on a luxury or a leisure mm. cruise. Okay. But the region is again, although it is a, uh, although it's right by the capital, the Panji, it's still not. Uh, well, if you look at the constructions going on there, right now there's a third bridge coming up, a steel bridge which is massive. Mm-hmm. So that's the only thing which is a little which can possibly intimidate you. But otherwise, that region is still. Pretty, pretty nice and clean when you compare it to the rest of India. At least mm. it's still, okay. uh, it's still very charming to me, especially Panji. Mm. Okay. So Panji for me is all about these heritage walks, Fontenas, mm. uh, Old Goa. These regions are actually even accorded the UNESCO sure. World Heritage mm-hmm. Walk uh, title, right? So yeah. these are lovely, beautiful regions to just walk around. Again, by the riverside, uh, uh, on the north of that, there is Reis Margos. Mm-hmm. Then there is, uh, and as you go south, there is Panji, Old Goa, Rivandar, 
But what's what's pretty interesting about the Mandogi River is that it also has a lot of tiny islands. Okay. Tiny and big, both tiny and large. Uh-huh. Um, so it has two islands, which I recently discovered just about two months ago. Okay. Which is the Washi and the Saint Esteva Island. Okay. Uh, so Saint Esteva Island is actually a place which has the smallest ferry crossing in Goa. Oh, yeah. It's so small okay. that you can literally have a conversation with the person okay. <laughs> on the opposite side. <laughs> I'm not, not exaggerating. Okay. It's, yeah, that's how small the ferry ride is. But it's mm-hmm. super, uh, it's super, I mean, for lack of a better word, it's cute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a very interesting uh, experience to have there. Then there is the Divar Island and the Shorao Island. Mm-hmm. Uh, Divar Island is, uh, is to me a great place to explore if you have not a bike, but I would say bicycle. Yeah, okay. okay. Because bikes are, of course, a good way to get around from point A to point B. But if mm-hmm. you just want to explore a place like an island, mm-hmm. like a Divar or a Shorao, mm-hmm. perhaps the best way would be to do it on a cycle. Uh, okay. Shorao Island also has the Dr. Salim Ali Bird Sanctuary. Yep. Right, right. Our, uh, our own birdman, right? <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. I would say that if you're going there for the for bird spotting, uh-huh. pretty much all of Goa is a great place for that. You don't necessarily have to go to Shodaw Island for that. Okay, okay. Uh, but it's a lovely, tranquil place. You can go there uh, ideally in the mornings, mm-hmm. early mornings as early as possible, mm-hmm. or then evenings before sundown so that you can uh, at least see things. Mm. I think those are the best timings to spot birds as well. Yeah. So yeah. Early mornings, ideally. Right. Awesome. And and, uh, just to touch upon, um, because we are also visiting these little islands, right, while uh, we are by the river, uh, in terms of the architecture of the place, um, do these places still have that stark uh, Portuguese influence um, uh, that we were speaking of earlier? So I would think that the islands Mm -hmm. have a mixed heritage. So it's got, so Saint Esteva especially has a very, mixed heritage. It's got a little bit of Portuguese and Catholic influence, and then there's a little bit of Hindu influence. Okay. It's, uh, so it's mixed. I, 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 I don't understand architecture, but I can tell you that it's a mixed kind of uh, heritage there, right? Yeah. So there as well mm-hmm. as... So so as you go towards the mainland, which is Panchi, mm-hmm. you will find mostly uh, Portuguese influence, but the islands have a very mixed uh, kind of a heritage, yeah, okay. definitely. So wonderful. Oh, yeah. Now that we've seen uh, parts of um, Mandovi and the areas surrounding villages around it, uh, where do you head off to from here, Kaushal? Oh, before we head south, do mm. you want me to pause for a bit and talk about the food? Where, uh, since oh, we yes. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, since I promise I'm going to pause. Absolutely, otherwise Faz, I'll go crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so, so this is specifically for, uh, I'll first start about what's there for the pescatarians, for people who love fish. Yes, sure. please, yeah. So around Panji, some of my favorite places to eat. Uh, one is this place called Anandashram. It's uh-huh. like a, it's basically a very simple uh, restaurant. It's a budget place. Uh, a thali there costs roughly 100 rupees. Okay. Maybe less, wow. maybe less. But, it, but it's an unlimited thali. You can eat as much as you want. Seriously, wow. <laughs> yes. So it's uh, a, a local friend of mine introduced me to this place. So, of course, it's got to be legendary. Right. So this place, you, you will get uh, a fish thali for less than 100 bucks. And uh, my favorite fish around around here are the locals. So if you go there, typically uh, a tourist would be served a kingfish mm-hmm. or shark and all these uh, fish which are commercial. Mm-hmm. Right. But if you ask the locals... Uh-huh. For them, their favorites are sonak, 
That's C H O N A K. Donut. Uh, okay. Okay. That's also now become my favorite just because I hang out there with a lot of locals. <laughs> you know, I I love the taste as well. Uh-huh. Really? Okay. Uh, That's there nice. is Donut. There is Motso. M O D S O. Okay. I've never heard of uh, these names. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They also love a lot of clams and shells. Uh huh. So locals usually eat a lot of those. All right. And uh, of course, there are different kinds of uh, preparations. There is shakuti. There is vindaloo. Oh, so yes. there are there are a bunch of. We heard a lot of vindaloos. Yeah, pork vindaloo, yes. chicken, mutton vindaloo. Yes. Yep. So there are a bunch of preparations. But then, uh, if you want to try something very very local, then uh-huh. one is unnatural. There is okay. one more, slightly on the higher side in terms of pricing, uh-huh. but a great experience overall. Uh-huh. Konkani canteen. Konkani canteen. Okay. okay. That's right. Yeah, Konkani canteen. So that's also that was also told to me by a local and uh, love that place. Uh, amazing food. So sometimes the service there would be a little not so good because it's so popular. Okay. Uh, okay. But go there for the food and forget about the service. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I think we should try the local fish also. Yes. Yes. Right. Because Must, I mean, because. I mean, you would get like the kingfish and all the other fishes here in your whichever city you're staying in. But these fishes, what you just mentioned, never heard of them. Maybe totally. They're, maybe they're locally called something else here, but you never know. You might not be getting them as well. So and, yeah, okay. We have to try the new ones. <laughs> totally, you must try these ones. So there's these thali places. There is Gobind uh, Canteen for again local food. Uh-huh. Um, then there is uh, there is DTR, which is one of my favorite places to hang around. Uh-huh. It also has great local food. Uh, I mean, I could go on and on about the places here, but I just <laughs> want to talk about these food preparations. Uh, if you really want to splurge, uh-huh. uh, I would also go to the Taj, uh, which is at Uh, Agwada for Agwada. Okay. So why I'm mentioning this is because if you really want to splurge and try the local cuisine, they have this thali which is again unlimited. Okay. And for Taj pricing, one one thousand rupees is not bad at all. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, and it's and it's a legendary thali. You must try that thali at the at the Taj Agwada fort. Okay, I really like the concept of unlimited fish. So yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Absolutely. So uh, I. Post this, I would probably want to talk about uh, the sweets, which Goa uh, is also known, uh, okay. known for. So Goa has a bunch of different sweets. Some are uh, some come down from the Portuguese towards, like the Serra Serradura. I don't know how to pronounce it, Serradura or Serradura. Okay. Uh, Serradura uh, essentially means sawdust. So, oh, so it's a okay. weird name, but it is uh, it's essentially condensed milk with uh, biscuit powder. So it may sound really boring. Uh-huh. But you have to try. You okay. can you can try it either at Kokni Canteen, which I mentioned earlier. Right. Uh-huh. Also, try it at uh, Mr. Baker, which is a pretty famous chain of cafes across uh, across Goa. Okay. Uh, my other favorites are Bibink. So Bibink is oh, yes. another local delicacy. So Bibink is is, is B- like this layer cake. Layer cake, yes, perfect. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> phenomenal, phenomenal, yeah. and within Panji. The best place to pick that up is a place called Confeteria Trintayo de Janeiro. That's thirty first of January. Oh wow! Okay. <laughs> okay. So yeah, now the polyglot and uh, Kaushal is speaking up, but I won't try to repeat that after you. <laughs> that's that, that's how the local would also call it, Confeteria Trintayo de Janeiro. That's thirty first of January. Uh-huh. It's um, it's 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 a little hidden, so you'll have to ask around as you enter for dinners to. To check with the locals where this place is, but mm-hmm. it has legendary bibimka. I mean, you can always pick it up at other places also, but this is my favorite place. Right, mm-hmm. right. Uh, and then there is Dodol, 
which is similar to Bibik, but it's a little slightly darker. It's made from dates, way more heavier, way more sweeter, according to me. Okay. But I pre- personally, I prefer Dodol to Bibik. Okay. Um, how, do, and, how do you pronounce it? D-O-D-O-L, Dodol. Dodol, Dodol. Um, <laughs> for that, my favorite place is a, uh, is a place called Cafe Morango. Uh-huh. That's M-O-R-A-N-G-O, which is strawberries in Portuguese. Oh, nice. It sounds interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Quite different, but yeah. Totally. It's a lovely place where you can pick up, uh, according to me, the best Dodol. Okay, okay. And uh, and the third one is a, is, is a very, very local thing called Vond. That's V-O-N-N. Vond, V-O-N-N. Now, this has a very interesting history. It was something which... Which uh, the rich folks—I mean, I'm trying to find the right words to say these things—but but rich folks at that time would, uh, when they would ser- do service and serve uh, people who were less fortunate, okay. they would call it Kariban Chejewan or Bikaran Chejewan, and so that that was something. So they would have different items in the in that meal, mm-hmm. and then the sweet would be called Vod, okay. which is you could. For lack of a better explanation, I would say it's like a liquefied toddle. Mm. Um, but if you ask me, this is my favorite uh, thing ever. Perhaps more than toddle. So if you ask oh. me, it's number <laughs> one would be the would be Vaughn, uh-huh. then toddle, then Bibik, and then Seradura. So if you want to check out the best Vaughn, uh, firstly, it is uh, it's not available in uh, every place you would go to in Goa. It's not that oh, easy okay. to find it. Uh-huh. Uh, so you could try it at this place called Chef Peter's Restaurant. Okay. Uh, it's in the Sangolda region. So Sangolda is north of Panji. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. less, than a, less than half an hour from Panji. Mm-hmm. And the restaurant's name is called Chef Peter's Restaurant. Chef Peter's. Chef Peter's, yeah. And he specializes in uh, all these forgotten and older recipes of Goa, wow. which are very, I mean, they're forgotten now. So right. Awesome. That's, okay, there are a lot of new sweets to learn about because generally whenever anybody comes from uh, Goa, they would just get Always. the bevinka, bevinka. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, we just, at least I, I personally am aware only of that, but yeah, so many new things. I think look forward to eating all of them. <laughs> Yes, and do try them at these specific places, even if you try them right. elsewhere. Right. Right. Faisal was supposed so to then, go on a diet, by the way. Yeah, thank I'm you. Just <laughs> putting the, putting it out oh, there. <laughs> that's not happening in my company. <laughs> 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 so yeah, so we, I think uh, before we get carried off, uh, carried away by the food, we can continue down south uh-huh. towards uh, uh, Zuari and Sal, okay. which are. Uh, so these uh, rivers I have not explored as much as the others, mm-hmm. as Mandom Shapora, for example. Okay. But the areas around them are, again, very, very interesting. For example, uh, by the Zuari uh, riverside, there is an area called Lutolim, okay. Okay. Uh, which has these heritage houses of Goa. If you still want to see those old Portuguese mansions in a way, I wouldn't even call them houses. Okay. They're beautiful mansions. Mm-hmm. Uh, you must go to this area called Lutolim. Mm-hmm. Uh, then around the Sal River, then there is the Kavilosim, Parka, Asolna, and Navilim regions. Mm-hmm. We we could go down to all the way to the Agonda and Palolim backwaters now. Mm. Okay. Okay. So for me, if you ask me, my favorite beach in the whole world, forget about India, mm-hmm. has got to be Palolim. Okay. Uh, now <laughs> I know I'm getting into the beach side again, the mm-hmm. uh, side. But it's because both Agonda and Palolim have backwaters. Oh, okay. 
and these are really pretty really unexplored mm-hmm. even if people go to these beaches mm-hmm. they don't typically go to these backwaters so so i would highly recommend going there even if it is just for a walk mm-hmm. uh, or just for a short boat ride uh, agunta and palolem backwaters uh, also give you access to bunch of other places so, for example from palolem mm-hmm. you can also do the beaches of uh, butterfly and honeymoon now i know i'm digressing and getting into the beach side <laughs> but then but but these are lesser explored that's why i'm mentioning these yeah so these backwaters are just great for just you know either doing a boat ride or exploring them on your own just walking around there because mm-hmm. there are walk, walking paths as well it's not like you can only go there by boat mm-hmm. right right and then from there if you go down south now usually people end at uh, maybe at the most patnam So mm-hmm. Agonda, Padolem, then there is Patnam. There are a bunch of smaller beaches around there as well. Mm-hmm. People don't typically go beyond that because the Talpona and Galjibag and Rajbag beaches right. uh, and the river sides around there are most of them only have five star or luxury properties mm-hmm. and very few uh, budget properties. But mm-hmm. even if you're not staying there, I would highly encourage going there to just check out the river sides there. Okay. Uh, of course, the beaches are also accessible. It's not like because they are uh, five star properties you can't visit the beaches you can still go there right but the river side of uh, talpona and galjibag are also extremely beautiful there are now budget uh, i wouldn't say budget but medium range properties also coming up around the river side there mm-hmm. so talpona and galjibag are actually areas again i mentioned about uh, doing bicycle rides around the islands in the mandovi river right right, right. right. yes so similarly i would also uh, encourage or suggest doing that around uh, agonda palolem talpona and galchibag mm-hmm. because this is again a lovely region to be doing that okay doesn't have as much as traffic as the north does right. very tranquil very peaceful uh, very picturesque so great to go around on a bicycle right i can just imagine alia bhat i think on a bicycle <laughs> going around goa yeah <laughs> yeah that oh by the way just huh. a little bit if, if your listeners want to know where <laughs> she falls off the bicycle right that, that was in the region called para in the north of goa okay uh, it's very near to to the vagator region which i was talking about earlier. oh okay okay, okay. apparently one of the beaches that um, is shot in the movie is um, the beach at morjem so i was just wondering okay. it's perhaps the one where they uh, where he plays sharukh plays uh, kabaddi right uh, he does kabaddi yes, kabaddi yes yes <laughs> perhaps that oh, one oh i didn't know that as well i didn't know that that yeah. info yeah <laughs> so yeah nice nice um, uh, welcome digression i guess <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> but but i think that brings us to the end of the uh, at least the coastline and the rivers mm-hmm. uh, the only place which i have not explored yet but i recommend going to because all my friends who've been there have freaked out and love that place mm. it's the kola beach lagoon okay uh, it's become it's a lagoon you, you couldn't call it either the beach nor a river but mm. it's a water body and it's lush beautiful uh not easy to access by car mm-hmm. yeah uh, i know bicycles can go there people can trek there it lies slightly north of uh, agonda beach mm-hmm. so you will have to be around agonda to reach uh, kola beach lagoon Okay. okay. If you yeah. just look up pictures of this place, you will want to go for sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, yeah, you've left it uh, like a little mysterious place at the I end, know. also that uh, one should go check out for himself or herself. Uh, so, so yeah. including me, because even I want to go there. Yeah. Yeah. 
Thank so okay. that's wonderful. Uh, is, is there is there more to the Riverside Goa that uh, you wanted to call out, Kaushal, before we move on towards the end of the interview? Well, well at least in my notes, I think I've covered most of the things. Mm-hmm. Uh, if there is anything which I've missed out on, I could probably leave that in the comments. Uh-huh. Oh, but the one thing which I had saved for the last was, uh-huh. uh, Feza and I was talking about the importance of not contaminating rivers, mm-hmm. right? So, right? So that's something which I'm uh, really passionate about. I discovered this uh, non-profit. And when when I say non-profit, you're actually a non-profit. I know they are not doing commercial. Mm-hmm. Uh, called, called G with Nadi. Okay. Uh, their website is called gwithnadi.org. All right. Uh, what I like about them is they are not only promoting and educating people about how you can uh, introduce your pollution and wastage, uh, and thereby keeping our rivers as clean as possible, mm-hmm. but they also give you free free toxin-free lifestyle ideas. Oh, what wow. I mean by that is, so for example, if you use shampoo and soap and all that, today they are all you know, chemical-based, right? Right. Uh, what these guys give you is uh, recipes. So it's not, they're not saying come buy it from us. You can make it on your own mm-hmm. from your, uh, you know, just picking up these ingredients from a local shop, from uh, Ayurvedic or Yunani or these kind of uh, uh, places where you mm-hmm. get these ingredients. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you can make your own shampoo or toothpaste, for example. Mm-hmm. And it may sound really weird, but but I have personally tried these things as well. Mm-hmm. And they are not only, they don't just feel good, smell good. Mm-hmm. Um, they actually land up not polluting, right? Because they're all organic things. Right, right. So do, do try out, do mm-hmm. visit that website and see. Yeah, right. we will definitely link that up in yeah. the show notes section of the podcast episode as well i think on that very wonderful note of um, how responsible one can be while traveling as well right it's not just about going and um, absorbing the sights and sounds of the place um, you also can contribute back by helping to preserve it and uh, jivat nadi is one such endeavor uh, as i said earlier we will definitely link that in the show notes section so you can go check them out for yourselves um, awesome. but kaushal um, i would love to Thank you very, very much for uh, coming and sharing this uh, hidden gem of Goa, right? Because uh, as, as we said at the beginning, Goa is synonymous with beaches, with partying, mm-hmm. uh, with the music, with the people, with the tourists, uh, with all those things. Uh, thank you yep. so much for taking us to this uh, lesser known parts of Goa. Um, but uh, tell us how, how our listeners can uh, read more about your work, about your travels and uh, keep in touch with your work. Sure, sure, sir. So, um, like you mentioned earlier, my blog is called exoticgringo.com. Mm-hmm. That's the same handle on Twitter and Instagram, which is at exoticgringo. Mm-hmm. That's G-R-I-N-G-O. Okay. And on Facebook, it is go with gringo. So sd.com slash go with gringo. Thank you so much, guys, for having me over. But it's been an absolute pleasure. I've been wanting to be on this podcast long this time. I love the content you guys do. Thank Since you. a lot of lot of people who I love listening to and fellow travelers have been on your podcast, it's an absolute honor. And thank you so much for having me. No, no, thank Likewise, you so much. Like, I mean, because uh, I think... Uh, this is one of the longest conversations, ongoing conversations I think Kaushal and I had. We started off <laughs> exactly a year ago about having Kaushal in the podcast. Yes. And uh, yep. life happened, I guess. The other things kept coming up. But as they say, durustai, right? Uh, we're very, very happy to have you. And thank you so much, Kaushal. It was a pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much, Kaushal. Likewise, Seth. Likewise, thank you. Thank you so much, guys. That was yet another great episode of The Vasafra Stories. If you guys like the show, please subscribe to us on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, Audioboom, Savan, Pocket Casts, 
Castbox, Stitcher, or any other podcasting app available on iOS or Android. Please do leave us a review on iTunes. It goes a long way in the show's discoverability. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. We go by the handle The Musafir Stories. Or, if it suits you, you could email us at themusafirstories at gmail.com or visit our website at www.themusafirstories.com for more information. All of these links will be made available in the show notes section of each episode. So here's to more traveling, sharing and inspiring. Stay tuned for our next episode. Until then, happy travels and goodbye.